Thank you for listening to the Calvary Church Podcast. If this ministry has been a blessing to you, would you let us know? Send an email to toledocalvary.org. We would love to hear what God is doing in your life today. Well, good morning, Calvary. Happy New Year. Anybody stay up too late? All right, all right. We're gonna keep you moving today just for that reason. Well, so glad that you are here. Wanna welcome those of you who are with us here in Auditorium One, maybe those that are joining us in Auditorium Two as well. If you're joining us online or by way of television or the podcast, we are honored that you are here with us on this New Year's Day. In just a few minutes, we are going to be sharing in communion together. So I hope that when you came in today, you were able to pick up the communion elements. If not, you can find those uh, just outside the auditorium, either on the upper level or here on the main level as well. And if you're joining us uh, at home or somewhere else today, we would love for you to join us for this time of communion as well. And so I hope you'll be able to find something that will represent the bread and the cup as we come to the Lord's table here in just a few moments together and uh, excited for what God is going to do uh, here in this service. We've also got some folks we wanna welcome. Um, Because this is kind of a unique family service, we have some of our CSM middle school and high school students who are with us today. Normally they're in their own service with us today. Our CSM students just kinda raise your hand and wave if you're with us. Anybody here that's uh, proud enough to, all right, all right. And we also have our elementary uh, students from the Calvary Kids Ministry. If you are typically back in Calvary Kids, would you wave at us for just a minute? Where you at there? All right, we welcome all of you today. So glad that you are here. We have said goodbye to 2022 and hello 2023 and uh, are excited for the new year ahead. It is uh, Sunday morning, January 1st, 2023. And I have a challenge for you. Isn't that what I'm supposed to have? (laughs) Well, we got one. And uh, we're going to, for the next few weeks, if you are in this room with us on Sunday mornings, we're going to pick back up in the Gospel of Matthew. And we're going to work our way through a passage of Scripture that we commonly refer to as the Lord's Prayer. It's found in Matthew chapter 6. Luke tells us about the same passage of Scripture that some of the disciples said to Jesus, Lord, will you teach us to pray? And so when Jesus taught us how to pray, he used this model, which we call the Lord's Prayer. So what I'd love to do is we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna look at this passage today. And as we do, I think you might be familiar with it. It's, it's a very important passage, portion of scripture. Would you stand with me? And we're gonna read it aloud together today. So would you do that? Would you stand? And uh, some of you may already know it. We're gonna read it here from the New International Version. Um, If you need the words, they're here on the screen. And uh, I'll start us, but let's all read it together. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And Father, we thank you for your word. And we ask that our hearts and our minds, that our spirits would be open to hear what your word would speak to us today because Jesus, we wanna know you more. And this year, we we wanna know that we experience more of your presence and more of your help and more communication 
and intimacy with you. And so, Lord, would you help us today in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. Hey, you can be seated. Um, I hope no one from 815 is listening to this online anywhere, but um, it's amazing from the volume with which you read that, the difference that a couple hours of sleep will make. Uh, that, that Thank you for reading along there full force. Some of you may have memorized that portion of scripture. I remember being like seven, eight years old when I first learned and memorized that passage of scripture. Some of you, when we said that, you said, what happened to the last part about the, thy kingdom, the power and glory forever? Did anybody wonder what happened to that last part? All right, well, I'll tell you in a couple of weeks. Um, we're we're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks because we're going to start working our way through this passage of Scripture. And I feel, and I'll, I'll, maybe I'll share with you a little bit, if we have time at the end, just so th- this is significant for us as a church and for us as an individual, especially as we start this new year, that we learn what it's like to communicate with God in a personal and in an intimate way. Here's the unique part about that passage of scripture. I'm gonna guess that for many of us, we can say it, like we know it. Maybe you grew up in a faith tradition where every time you met, you said that passage. You're familiar with it. We can say it, but do we actually pray it? Like like do we know it to where we can repeat it, but does it actually give us the opportunity to communicate with greater intimacy, with greater intentionality, with with more um, purpose with God. So here's the challenge. I told you I've got a challenge for you. Here's my challenge, that every day in the month of January, you will pray the Lord's Prayer. Not just say it, not just kind of stand up and go, our Father, our heaven, help you. And like you're clocking yourself to see how quick you can get through the challenge. That you wouldn't just say it, but that you would pray the Lord's Prayer. Because this isn't, this isn't like a, a spell or an incantation. As long as you get the words right, somehow you have spiritual power. It is a, it's a framework, it's a model, it's a, it's a tool, it's a help so that we will know how we can effectively communicate with God. So, so here's what we're gonna do. This is, this is maybe a little of the old kids pastor coming out in me today. Sometimes I need some help to remember how to do something. So we're, we're gonna look at this passage of scripture And I wanna give you maybe a tool to help us to know where to look when you pray. To know where to look when you pray. Now typically, when we pray publicly, we'll often say, bow your heads and, what what do we say? (laughs) Close your eyes. And oftentimes when we pray, if you pray for a meal, if if you pray on your own, unless you're driving, you close your eyes. If you close your eyes when you're driving, pray harder. Right? Why do we close our eyes? I don't think there's anything mystical about it. I think there's, a, there's an element of reverence that's there. There's an element of, um, it eliminates distractions so I can focus. It sure makes it easier to fall asleep. Anybody? <laughs> but here's what I wanna to talk to you about. Not where do you look with your eyes, but where do you look with your heart? Where, where do you look with your spirit when you pray? And this model that Jesus gives to us, the Lord's Prayer, helps us to know where we're looking. So we're gonna run through it. I, I wanna give you these four thoughts. And, and here's, the, I don't know if it's gonna help you. I hope this isn't a little too elementary. And I hope some of you are not too cool to cooperate. All right? <laughs> but here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about where we look when we pray. So it, it, we're gonna use our hands. So if your hands aren't ready, just shake them out a little bit. Like get them ready, warm them up a little bit, okay? And here's what we're gonna do. We are, when we pray, we're gonna look up. So put your hand kind of up like this, look up. If you're not doing it, other people are looking at you. 
and they will know how unspiritual you are, okay? So we're going to look up, then we're gonna look down. So kind of take your hands open in front of you, look down. Then we're gonna look in, kind of put your hands on your heart, you're gonna look in, and then we're gonna look out. Put your hands out in front of you. So we're gonna look at the Lord's Prayer today, and we're gonna talk about where to look when you pray. Let's go through it again. We're gonna look up, we're gonna look down, we're gonna look in, and we're gonna look out. All right, say that with me. We're gonna look up, we're gonna look, we're gonna look, and we're gonna look. Okay, so that's how we're going to look at the Lord's Prayer today. Let's go back to that passage. Matthew chapter six, verse nine. Jesus starts and says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And when you pray that part, it's not just how important those words are. When you begin your prayer, you begin by looking up. So go ahead and do this with me. Let's, let's look up. That's how we begin our prayer. Oftentimes I begin my prayer with, God, this is what I need from you. Or God, this is what's wrong. Or God, this is what I think you messed up. Anybody? <laughs> but what if we started our prayers by looking up to him and remembering who he is? that we remember his role in our life, his power in our lives. Remember how important he is. It's not just routine that I'm saying this. I'm looking up to him, why? I look up because he is our heavenly father. He is the one who created you. He is the one who made you. We need to know who he is. When you communicate with someone, it's helpful to know that person, isn't it? And the better you know them, the better you're able to communicate with them because you know their heart and you know the things they love and you know the things that frustrate them and you have this relationship. Well, when we start by knowing who God is, knowing who God is increases our effectiveness in prayer and he is our heavenly father. And so we look up to him because he is our heavenly father. And then we say, what do we say? Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. What does that mean? It means that he's worthy of our praise. Like he is the one who should be treated with the highest honor. He is set apart as holy. We're not just talking to some other being. We're talking to the creator of the universe. We're talking to the one who has all power. We're talking to the one who loves you so much that he would sacrifice his only son for you to know that love and that forgiveness. So when we pray, the best thing we can do is to stop and remember who it is we're praying to. So that's when we look up and we begin our prayers in that way. So here's, here's my question, and I hope you'll think about this a little bit. When, when will you fulfill the challenge? Like when and where every day for the rest of this month will you pray through the Lord's Prayer? Look up, down, in, out. When are you gonna do that? Will it, will it be first thing in the morning? Will you do it maybe while you're getting ready, eating your breakfast? Maybe you'll do it on, on your drive. Some of you need to pray on your drive. Will, will you do it together as a family, with, with, maybe with your kids? Or will you, will you do it by yourself? Or will you do both? Like, when will you use this model? And the reason I'm challenging you to, to think this through to some point of intentionality, because our incredible creator, the Heavenly Father, is worth us being intentional as we honor him, right? And to say, God, when will I honor you? How will I honor you? When will I look up to you? And we're actually gonna take a few moments in just a little while, and we're gonna corporately do that together. We're gonna look up to our heavenly Father because he is worthy of our praise. 
And what we're gonna do in just a few moments is, is look back and give thanks. We talked about this at Christmas. We're actually gonna hit it here in a couple of weeks. One of the very best things that you can do for your soul is gratitude. So what was it, if, if we're going to give him praise, if we're gonna look up to him, well, how do you thank him for what he did in 2022? What are you thankful for as we praise him? So the first part of when we come to him in prayer is that we do what? We look up. The next part comes from the next part of the passage, Matthew chapter six, verse 10, where Jesus prays, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Give us today our daily bread. And those two kind of ideas that are there in verses 10 and 11 put us in a place where when we pray, we are going to look down. So everybody kind of put your hands out in front of you. <clears throat> and what are we doing here? We are gonna look down into our open hands. Because well, what is he talking about here? Jesus says, I'm praying that your kingdom come, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's saying, God, I'm praying that you would bring heaven down to earth. God, that you would bring your will down to where I live, that your kingdom would be fulfilled in my world, in my home, in my school, in my life. Hasn't that been what the whole Sermon on the Mount that we've been looking at in Matthew chapter five, hasn't that what it been, it's all been about? Is Jesus says, look, in my kingdom, we do things differently. You might see those other people doing it this way, but in my kingdom, we flip the script. Anybody remember that? Yeah. We start at the inside, not the outside. We, we do things differently in my kingdom. And the prayer is that God, you will bring your kingdom down and that you'll do it through these hands. God, that your will will be done through me. That these hands will be tools through which your kingdom, through which your blessing, through which the miraculous, through which the hopeful, that through these hands, your will will be done. That's what he's praying here. Your kingdom come, your will be done, not just in politics, not just in culture, not just in my neighborhood, but God, if you're gonna bring your kingdom down, do it through these hands. Does that make sense? So what he's saying here is you look down and you say, what is God asking from you? God, it's with open hands that I say, what do you wanna do through me? How can I be a part of your will being done? Jesus says, we pray this. What is God asking from you? Kingdom come, will be done, heaven on earth. And then he says, give us this day our daily bread. So it's not just what is God asking from you, but it's also what are you asking from God? <laughs> what does he mean when he says, Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, I need what I need from you for today. Lord, the only way I'll make it is if you provide for me. God, everything I have comes from you. This is where we bring our needs to him. Whether it's the routine run-of-the-mill needs that you have, or some of you are going into 2023 praying bigger prayers than you've ever prayed because you've got bigger needs than you've ever had. And you're saying, God, you see the situation my family's in. God, you see the situation that my business is in. God, you see the needs that I have in my heart and in my mind. God, you know the things that just don't seem to be right. But it's with open hands that I give them to you. God, so I can receive from you. Do you see why we look down into our hands? Because we're saying, God, what, what can you do through these hands? And God, what can you give to these hands? as we enter into this new year. 
Let me, uh, let me give you kind of a, a, a quick maybe illustration of this maybe to help. Bullet, are you, are you up there, buddy? Would you mind coming down here and helping me? Can you give my friend Bullet a big hand as he comes down here real quick? I gotta grab something here. Bullet and I have been friends for a very long time. We just had our, our what, what did we have, our friend anniversary? Is that what it was? All right, dude. Bullet was 10 years old when we had our first Christmas Eve service in this building, and I met him right over there. He was six months old, and it's your first memory, isn't it? Yeah, all right, okay, okay. So here, dude, step over here a little bit, a little bit closer here in the light. So I have a gift for you today, all right? So what I, what I want you to do, though, is I wanna take your hands and put them in your pocket, and don't take them out. Do you have pockets? All right, don't take them out, don't take them out. So these are these, these Calvary Church hats, and they say it's gonna get colder eventually, so you'll probably like one of these, right? So I wanna give this to you, but, but don't take your hands out of your pockets. Here, take this, get, oh, you're, oh, smart little guy there. Just don't, don't do that, just stand there. Okay, so, so I wanna give this to you, but you can't take it because your hands aren't open and ready to receive. So I wanna give this to you, but when I do, you just, yeah, you can't, you can't get it. I also have another one that you could probably look up there and see someone who looks cold, and that you could, get, I want you to give this to someone for me, right? So I have a gift to give to you. I also have a gift I wanna give through you. So why don't you go ahead and, but see, you can't, you're without your hands, and so when I give it, you, it just, you can't because you don't have open hands. And without open hands, it makes it difficult for God to give to you, and it makes it difficult for God to give through you. But watch what happens here instead. Go ahead, Bullet, put your hands out like that. So now I have a gift for you, and I can give it to you, and then I have another one that you can give to whoever you want, and he will be in the atrium looking for the highest bidder right after this service. No, you can give it to whoever you want, right? But I wanna give this through you. You can now be open to that because you have open hands. But so many times we go through life with our spiritual hands in our pockets and we whine and we complain and we say, God has nothing for me to do and God doesn't do anything for me because we fail to take time and actually come to him and look down and say, God, these open hands are for you. So Lord, your will be done, your kingdom come. And God, you know what I need, so would you give me my daily bread? Ladies and gentlemen, will you give a big hand for Bullet today? Thanks, dude, for your help. Coolest name in the 419, am I right? So here's the deal. Look at your hands, and in this year, what does God want to give through you? What's the Spirit speaking to you about? Or what does he want to speak to you about? You, you just haven't had hands open enough to hear it. And what is it that you're asking him for as you look into the year ahead? Well, we start this prayer by looking up to our Heavenly Father and looking down at our open hands and saying, creator of everything, Whatever you wanna give through me and whatever you wanna give to me, my hands are open and ready to receive. So we're, we're gonna kinda push a pause button for just a minute here and we're gonna put into action those two parts 
of this model prayer. So would you stand with me this morning? And Leah's gonna come and she is gonna lead us in a moment where we can look up, where we can thank the Lord, where we can recognize he's our heavenly father, where we can acknowledge his goodness in our lives. And Leah's gonna lead us in a prayer. Then the team's gonna lead us in a song that's gonna help us to look down. And then Pastor Jay's gonna come and lead us in a prayer where we can remember who God is and, and take the things that are on our hearts for the year ahead and have open hands as we offer them to God. But before we, we look up corporately, I want you to take a moment and look, look inside and give God thanks. Like we, we talked about this a little bit Christmas Eve, but what do you have to give God thanks for for 2022? Like, like if you had to look back at the last year, Maybe it's a thing, maybe it's an event, maybe it's something that God did in your life, maybe it's freedom he brought to you, maybe it's a new beginning, maybe it's a new relationship, whatever it is, what is it that you would give God thanks for as you look back on 2022? And would you do this? I, I, don't, I don't mean for it to be awkward, but if you're comfortable, would you maybe turn and share that with someone? I, I would love to see spouses share that. I would love to see families huddle just real quick and for a mom and a dad to say, this is what we thank God for from the past year. So right where you're at, I know it's a little awkward and, and maybe if you're, if you're with somebody that, or if you're standing next to somebody you don't know, you can just go, hey, uh, peace, and I'm thankful, whatever. But like, just take a minute, right? And would you just vocalize your thanks? Share it with somebody. What God has done in your life in this last year. Let's hold those things that we've shared, those things that maybe we haven't shared that we're holding inside. Let's hold those in our heart as we pray today and thank the Lord for his faithfulness. Lord, we thank you so much that whether we ask you or we forget to ask you, that no matter what, you are so faithful. That as we look back at this year, Lord God, we can see all the things that you have piled on top of us. Lord, your protection, your healing, your provision, your guidance, your wisdom. Lord God, that even when we forget to go to you first, you are so faithful to be there waiting for us. Lord, in times where we've needed guidance, discernment, and wisdom, Lord God, that you have been there, that you have led the way, that you have opened doors. Lord, for times where we did not know where maybe the next meal would come from or where the next job would come from, Lord, you were always working. And that when we step back and see all the things that you have done to provide for me, my family, my friends, my community, Lord God, you are so faithful. And in those moments, Lord God, where we receive horrible news and there is an illness or a death, Lord God, your healing, your healing power in relationships, in our bodies, Lord, it's so powerful. And we're so thankful that we can come to you and say thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness, for the things that we see, the things that we know, the things that we never will know. Lord, the things that you do behind the scenes, that you are always there walking with us, leading us, holding us. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. We give you all that has happened, and we ask for more of that into this coming year. In Jesus' name, amen.
Same. 
As we go into this next prayer moment, you see, we prayed about looking up, and now we're going to pray about looking down. And as Pastor Chad was sharing that, that illustration, that thought came to me that so many times, and I felt challenged by this, so many times, my situations, my needs, I, I, I keep my hands in my pocket. Like, I, I don't surrender those things. I don't give those things to a God who is so much bigger than them. And a verse came to my, my mind, came to my heart, and it's in Philippians chapter four, verse six, because it talks about don't be anxious, or, or in some translations, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything, because there's power in prayer, and as that verse goes on, it says that after you give thanks to God, and you remember all he's done for you, verse seven is where I love it, because it brings the, the whole thing together. It says that you will receive peace that surpasses your understanding because it's from God. That whatever situation you might find yourself in, no matter what relational issue, no matter what life circumstance, whatever health diagnosis, whatever it might be, that when we surrender, when we, when we pull our hands out, when we say, God, I need you to take this to intervene, that God gives us peace in those moments as we surrender that. So could I invite you to close your eyes and think for a moment that maybe right now you know instantly. 2022 came with a lot of things that you had your hands in your pockets with. Not knowing the, the future of your marriage or relationship issues. Not knowing how you're gonna get through another semester of school. Not knowing how the, the diagnosis of a health issue in your life or in somebody you love or know will play out. But that you recognize that, God, I need your peace in this moment. That, God, I'm gonna look down. And as you're thinking of that, I, I would even encourage you in a moment of, of symbolism right now that if you have that thing, would you, would you pull that out and would you hold your hands out right now? As if you're offering that to God. And I'm gonna pray here in a moment and, and I, I would encourage you, don't just let me pray words, but lift up that need right now, that situation, that relationship, that circumstance, because you have a God who wants you to surrender these things and wants to give you peace in this moment. So God, we come before you thanking you for how great your love is, how gracious your mercy is. God, that you want to hear our prayers. And God, that when we can come before you and lay down our trials, lay down our circumstances, lay down our situations, that God, there is a peace that can come from your spirit that can change our outlook on all of these things. And so, Father, I pray for those things that people walked in with today. Lord, you know them. You know those situations. God, I ask that you would intervene in those. God, that your mercy, that God, your healing, that God, your provision would be so clear and so evident to them in the days to come. That God, miracles would begin happening right now. That Lord, what is prayed today would be something that is continued to be lifted up that God would see your miraculous take place in to come. God, we love you. We commit these things to you and ask that you would move through us, Lord, as we commit these things to you. And Father, we pray this all in your holy name. Amen. 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 Amen.
Pastor Jay, thank you. Leah, thank you. Hey, before you're seated, I, I, I peaked. Is that okay? Like he was praying, but I was peeking. And I saw so many of you like this. Like you weren't just doing it because he told you to. You did it because there was something that you were open for God either to do through you or that you were saying, God, I need you to, to do this for us, for me. You know you just did supernatural spiritual work right there, right? Like those weren't just empty words or empty thoughts. Like I, I looked out and I saw you with your hands like this and I thought God's kingdom is coming. His will's being done. He's gonna give you more than just daily bread. Like he's right there with you through this. So don't you dare go home and let your own mind or your own fear or the enemy tell you that you just spent a moment just with your eyes closed and your hands open. You did something in the supernatural right there. Does that make sense? Lord, we thank you that you don't just hear prayers, you answer them. And Lord, we can't wait to hear how prayers that were prayed in this moment are gonna reverberate into eternity because of the things you're gonna do. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, as you're seated, can we thank him that he answers prayer? Okay, so we are looking at a model for how to pray that Jesus gave to us. We have already determined that one of the things that we need to do when we start is we need to look. Oh, come on now. Don't care if your team did lose yesterday. The first thing you need to do, oh, we'll get to that in a minute. All right, first thing you need to do is look. Then you need to look. Then we're gonna go back to Matthew chapter six, verse 12. Here's what Jesus tells us. He says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. So this moves into this part now, not where we look up or we look down, but where we look in. So everybody kind of do this with me and just say it. Look in. We're gonna look in, and this, this is what Jesus sets us up to do here. And he talks about, hmm, one of the trickiest things in all of scripture, this idea of forgiveness. And he says, when you pray, I need you to take a look inside and deal with this issue of forgiveness. First, we pray that the Lord will forgive us our debts. Do we have any trespass people in the room? You learned forgive us our trespasses? Yeah, right? Basically, it's Lord, if I owe you anything because of what I've done to you, then will you forgive me? It's sin, right? Lord, will you, will you forgive my sins? And ultimately, and we'll get into this again. In fact, this idea of forgiveness, Jesus not just says it in the Lord's Prayer, but in Matthew 6, the next two verses when he's done giving them a model for prayer, he goes back to this idea of forgiveness. It's huge, it's huge. And he says, this is a place where you need to stop and take a look inside. And as we'll see in just a moment, if you need forgiveness, that's the Christmas story, right? The angel told Joseph that Mary would have a child. You're gonna name him Jesus because he will save his people from there. Forgiveness is the greatest gift we can ever be given. In our sins, when we, when we look in, we need to remember our sins are removed through forgiveness. So if you need that for forgiveness, if you need that gift of God's cleansing, if you need to know 
that your past, the things you've done, the things that were done to you, the things you wrestle with, the things that keep you awake at night, the things you can't seem to forget, however you wanna look at it, we all need that gift of forgiveness to make things right between us and God. And when we pray, and this, this is why this is a part of this daily thing, I don't know about you, but oftentimes I don't need to pray for forgiveness just once a month. Like the scripture says over and over again, God search me. God take a look inside of me. You hear it from the psalmist over and over again. And so that's why when Jesus says, let me teach you, when you pray, make sure you stop and take a look inside. And if there's an attitude or if there's an action or if there were words or if, there were, if, you, if you need to ask God for forgiveness, we start with forgive us our debts and then, then he starts meddling. And he says, as we also forgive our debtors. So our sins are removed through forgiveness, but I want you to see this, that our bitterness is removed through forgiveness. As important as it is for us to say, God, will you forgive me? If he's gonna forgive us, then that forgiveness should flow through us to other people as well, true? <laughs> so I don't, I don't know whether it's a grudge, I don't know whether it's you're angry, I don't know if it's something that happened this last week over Christmas, or something that happened decades ago, Maybe it's someone close to you that you need to forgive. It may even be someone who's no longer with us, but you're still, you're still holding on to that thing. God says on a regular basis, I need to come to him and I need to look in and say, God, where do I need your forgiveness? And God, where am I holding on to something, some bitterness or grudge? There's literally toxic in my soul and I need to give forgiveness. There's a medical center in England, in the United Kingdom that um, was, was looking to wish all their, I don't know, clients, customers, patients, whatever term you wanna use, wish them all a happy holidays. So they plan to send out a text and it went out on December 23rd to everybody who was in kind of their database, just kind of a, you know, greeting from them to, to, their, to their clients, except somehow it got messed up with another communication that went to go out. And instead of them getting holiday wishes, everyone in their database got a text that said, you have an aggressive form of lung cancer. Please click this link so you can begin to respond for your treatment. Could you imagine getting that? Two days before Christmas? People just, I mean, you can imagine traumatic, freaked out. Well, they figured it out pretty quick and they followed up with this text. This has been sent in error. Our message to you should have read, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs> too little, too late, right? Because cancer's no joke. Now look, that, that message was a mistake. This one is not. Unforgiveness is a cancer in your soul. And if you don't, and I'm not saying this, Jesus is saying this, we'll see it here in a few weeks. If you don't address it, 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 it will take the life right out of you. It, it'll destroy you. So are there things from 22 or before that, you, and I don't know, have you had enough time to have a grudge this morning? Maybe. But are there things that you're holding on to that you just need to let go before it destroys your soul and offer some forgiveness, beginning with your own heart and saying, God, will you help me?
And for some of us, there is no better time than today to say, God, I need your forgiveness. God, I need my sins forgiven. Whether you've prayed that prayer a million times or this is the first time you've ever asked him, the whole reason he came was to set us free from our sins. And there's no better time than today to say, Jesus, I give you my life and I ask you to forgive me. This prayer is powerful because Jesus knows exactly what we need to do, so he gives us a model. He says, we start by looking, and then we look, and then we look. Here's the last one, Matthew chapter six, verse 13. Jesus says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. When we pray those things, we're basically saying, look out! Did I get you? <laughs> a couple of you, sorry. Still tired from that game. Uh, speak about forgiveness. So there's... Look out, like, like there's a warning that's here. When we pray, Lord, lead us not into temptation. The Bible tells us that, that God does not tempt us, but he's letting us know that there's an escape, there's a way out of temptation, 1 Corinthians 10 says. We'll, we'll, we'll dig into this here in a few weeks. So the idea is not, God, don't tempt me. The idea is, God, will you help me not to find myself in a place where I have led myself into temptation? Anybody? <laughs> Where, where God, will you help me to steer clear of that? God, will you bring a holy rescue? God, will you bring a holy escape? God, will you help me to steer clear? And here's the deal. You can pray, lead me not into temptation all you want, but if you're leading yourself there, you're kind of hindering what God can do. Does that make sense? So look, you need to look out for temptation and say, God, will you help me when temptation comes to find the way of escape, to rescue me, help me get past that, choose to, to avoid temptation. And the same thing's true with the evil one, that you look out for the evil one. He says, deliver me from the evil one, and Jesus has done that, but you can't say, deliver me from the evil one, and then take steps towards the devil yourself. Does that make sense? Like, it's, it's a team effort. It, it's not just saying, God, you, you got all the work to do here. It's saying, God, I'll do my part. I'm gonna steer clear of temptation and, and the things of the devil and believe that you're gonna help me along the way. But it's with this posture that says, God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push against anything that's not from you and I'm gonna embrace who you are instead. So I'm gonna look out. One of the fun parts about you know, this time of year, especially for the last week, is you've got so many people who who, uh, whether it's a podcast or it's a magazine or it's an article or it, whatever online, people post pictures, it's this time when people look back. So one of the things that, that I've seen over the last few years is these different, I don't know, news agencies or information businesses or whatever it might be, will put out like a, a phrase or a word of the year. They'll like say, this is what defines what 2022 was. And one of those places are the people that do the Oxford English Dictionary. It's a company called Oxford Languages. And every year they identify a word or a phrase of the year. And the one for 2022 is a phrase, this is the, the phrase for 2022, is goblin mode. Goblin mode. Raise your hand if you've ever heard that phrase. R raise your hand if you're too old to know what in the world that's about. Yeah, that's, that was me. And I looked into this. Here's, a, uh, here, here's an explanation. Goblin mode. It's mindlessly binge-watching television without worrying about the time. It's eating snacks in bed without a care about leftover crumbs. How dare you? It's wearing the same pair of pajamas all week while working from home. 
It's identified as a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms and expectations. And it says that this idea in many ways permeated our culture, especially coming out of the weirdness of 2020 and 2021, permeated our culture that so many of us just said, I'm going to slip into goblin mode and I'm gonna do what I wanna do and I'm gonna be who I wanna be and I get to make my own choices and if I wanna wear my pajamas all week, you can't stop me. Which is not bad sometimes. But Jesus says, don't let goblin mode take over your soul. You gotta look out. Lead me not in temptation, but, but deliver me from evil. God, those things that would pull me away from you and cause me to focus just on myself and eventually on the enemy, Lord, will you help me to steer clear of those things? And I'm not just gonna blindly let an enemy who's looking for ways to devour me pull me away from you. Instead, I'm gonna look out for temptation and I'm gonna look out for the evil one and instead I'm gonna trust in you. So Jesus gave us a great model for prayer. Help me out one more time. Let's do it together. He called us to look up, look down, look in, look out. And when we pray that, as you pray that every day this month, it's gonna put us in a place where we will know Jesus better and see his will played out in our lives. And there's no better time than right now, I think, especially talking about those last two things, for us to come to the Lord's table. And so if you have the communion elements, I I would invite you to take them in your hand. Here's what's really cool about today is for some of us, this is a, a regular part of our spiritual practice, right? About once a month, we'll have communion in our services and we're sharing that together. But for some of you, Maybe it's not that typical. Maybe you've never had communion before on New Year's Day. Or maybe even, and I would guess this parents with some of our children, this might be the first time in a corporate setting that some of us have ever shared in communion before. It is extremely important. It's not something that we fool around with. It is a sacred moment where we say, Jesus, thank you for what you did. And parents, I, I, would, I, I would encourage you, what a wonderful moment to model this to, for, and with your kids. And Paul, who had instructions for us in 1 Corinthians 11 about communion, tells us that when we come to this moment, we're to take it very seriously. Look at this, 1 Corinthians eleven twenty seven. So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. So once again, would you just bow your heads and close your eyes with me for a moment? And let's, let's do what the Lord's Prayer tells us to. Let's, let's look out first. And is there temptation that you've been too quick to give in to? maybe even temptation you've been leading yourself into. And going into a new year, you say, Jesus, will you help me? Lead me not into temptation. Lord, help me to steer clear. If there's attitudes or actions 
that reflect more direct connection to the evil one than they do to our holy heavenly father, now's a good time to say, God, will you deliver me from evil? There may be things that have to change in 2023. I'm gonna work on my attitude. I'm gonna take some things out of my speech. I'm gonna eliminate some things in my life that have been unhealthy. And I'm gonna look out so that I can know you better. And now's a great moment to look in. I know it's not all of us, but some of us have a grudge that has turned into bitterness and has defined way more of our lives than we would ever care to admit. Don't drag that thing into the new year. It might not be easy, but right now, would you just begin by saying, Jesus, will you help me to forgive? Help me to forgive that family member. Help me to forgive that coworker. Lord, help me to forgive that person that I'll never be able to see or talk to again. Help me to forgive. And if you need forgiveness from him, this bread that we will share is a symbol of the fact that Jesus died for you. And this cup is a symbol that his blood was shed for you. There's no better picture of forgiveness. And if you need it right now, would you just ask him, Jesus, would you forgive me? Jesus, I give you my life. First Corinthians 11 says, for I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And I'm gonna invite you, if you're here with us, would you peel back that first layer on this container? If you're with somebody who needs a little help, it's okay to help them. And if you're at home, hopefully you have something that will represent the bread. I'm gonna invite Pastor Keith to come and he is gonna lead us in this moment as we share in the bread together. Pastor Keith. Let's take that bread and hold it in our hands here. And today in your own words before we pray, let's just give thanks for Jesus for his bodies, for his body. So just, just start to pray today. Just Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Lord, we thank you that you came to this earth and you're willing to have your body broken for us. Thank you for what you did on that cross, that we can have eternal life with you. So, Lord, as we head into 23, Lord, we just pray, let us always take time to remember the sacrifice that you made for us. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's partake in the bread. And as you take the cup, Paul says, in the same way after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Pastor Matt's gonna come and lead us as we share in the cup together.
Thank you, Pastor Jeff. The act of communion is an individual one, but also a communal uh, remembrance. Uh, we read in Scripture that when Jesus was on the cross, Mary wasn't by herself. The disciple was with her, remembering and watching uh, as her son suffered. And I think in the future beyond that, that Mary was there and she was remembering what Jesus had done with the disciples. And so in this moment, as I pray and we, we pray over the cup, I'd like you to, if you feel comfortable, maybe grab the hand of a loved one next to you, put an arm on their shoulder, and let's remember Christ together. If you didn't have someone, you're not comfortable, that's okay. But if you feel comfortable, let this be a moment of thankfulness with your family, with your loved one, with your kids, something that you can remind each other of what Jesus did, not just for yourself, but with them as well. Let's pray. God, we just thank you for your shed blood. Lord, the life that you gave us so that we can live. God, you came because of us, because of our forgetfulness, because of our sinfulness, so that we could have eternal relationship with you. We can, we can experience what it's like to have perfect relationship with you here on earth, just as it's going to be in heaven. And so, Lord, we're thankful that you suffered the pain so that we can have the gain of salvation. And so, Lord, as we hold on to our loved ones, as we remember this thing, Lord, let us not forget. Let us help each other not to forget when we're uh, lured into temptation, when our loved one is going down a path we know is a bad path for them. Let us bring them back and remind them of the beauty of relationship with you, the sacrifices you made. And Lord, we ask that we would stay on that path of salvation, the straight and narrow path that you've paved for us, the words that you've given us. And Lord, we yield our lives to you. Lord, with open hands, we give our life to you. And Lord, we do say and ask that your kingdom would come and your will would be done through us on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we thank you. And it's in your name we pray, amen. Let's take the cup together. Thank you. Can I ask you to stand with me, if you would, please? And uh, no better time than the beginning of a new year to give praise to our God together, to thank him for his faithfulness in the past, and to trust in his promises for the future. If you're comfortable, would you just lift your hands to the Lord even right now and just begin to thank him? Father, we thank you that you are a God who keeps his word. You are a God who we can put our confidence in. And when we see what you've done in the past, we are reminded that we can trust you as we look into the future. And so God, right now we look to you and we sing this song of praise to you. In Jesus' name, amen. God of Abraham, you're the God of covenant and of faithful promises. Time and time again, you have proven you do just what you say. Though the storms may come and the winds may blow, I'll remain steadfast. And let my heart learn when you speak a word will come to pass. Great is your faithfulness. To me, great is your faithfulness to me. 
From the rising sun to the setting same I will praise your name. Great is your faithfulness to Same, I will praise your name. 
give him some loud praise today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Okay, did you, did you figure it out? That you don't have to do it today because we just, we just did it together. But your challenge is every day the rest of this month that you won't just say the Lord's Prayer, but that you'll pray it. So do, do you know when? Do you know where? Kind of lock it away. Because an awesome God is worth us being intentional about praying to him. And when we pray, this is the model Jesus gave to us. Let's, let's do it one more time so we remember. You've got to look. And then we're going to look. We're going to look. We're going to look. Parents, use this tool with your kids. And kids, make sure your parents do it. All right? And let's see what happens. And once January 31st hits, you're praying. You know that, right? We're going to spend the next few weeks plus talking about this subject of prayer because I feel like God is stirring something in my heart. I think he, he wants to do it in your heart. I think he wants to do it in us corporately. We're 365 days from now. We're going to look back and go, man, in 2023, I sure came to know Jesus better. And I know how he works in my life. And I can see what he gave to me. And I can see what he gave through me. And make this a year where God does things that we just look back and, and we can't believe what he's done in ways that go above and beyond what we could ask or imagine. Father, thank you that we can look back on 2022 and just know that you were faithful. And on January 1st, we can say that you are faithful and we can look to the days, weeks, and months ahead and know that you will always be faithful. And so, Heavenly Father, we look up to you. And it's with open hands that we ask that heaven would come down to earth. Lord, help us to be people who forgive as we look in and see your work. And God, when the enemy comes, we want to look out and instead watch as you bring victory after victory. And so, Lord, I ask that you would bless everyone in this room. God, that you would bless those who are watching or listening to this service. God, that you would fill 2023 with your special favor and with your wonderful peace. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, happy new year. Have a great week. We'll see you Wednesday night for our first Wednesday service. Thanks for being here.